0: You're listening to the Ask Alliance podcast. Today's interview features Jimmy Banks and Lisa Monroe of Trilogy Group in a conversation with Alliance Bank President and CEO Todd Moore. The conversation covers subjects in entrepreneurship and partnerships, as well as general business tips and tricks. Please enjoy. We're talking with uh, Jimmy Banks and Lisa Monroe at Trilogy Group. And I really appreciate you all taking the time to sit and visit with us today. Uh, we're really just going to kind of talk about some things, some uh, about what your, your background is. And more importantly, your ideas on you know, some philosophies on business, entrepreneurship. Uh, there's a lot going on in Waco. Some of the things you've done that might be of interest to some people. So with that being said, just tell us a little bit about your story. How did you guys meet? Uh, what is Trilogy Group? What do you do?
1: Yes. Go right
0: ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I would have. Worn, I'm glad we wore the same shirt. Oh won, you know, yes. Yeah, I was concerned. I have that in my in my uh, closet back home.
2: I was concerned about that. You I'm did. Glad, yeah. Yeah. glad. it didn't happen as well. Yeah. Well, I came to Baylor in 1987 and had my real estate license and walked into KNS Properties, close proximity to campus, uh, looking for a place to place my license and sell real estate and work and walked in and met Lisa, sitting up front, and,
1: um... I was the receptionist at that time. Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> and, uh, Lisa, no. and, uh, she really wasn't. Her, uh, her mother started the company. Yeah. And, uh, I came in and walked in and told them that they needed me. <laughs> is, is that I was like, accurate? we
1: do? Really? <laughs> if that is accurate, yes, that is accurate. that was 1987,
2: and that's where it all began.
0: So, you started there as a broker or a realtor? Broker working yeah, as a licensed company, Yes. It was K&S at the time? Right? KS Properties uh-huh. at the time. We both were licensed agents. Yeah. I was
1: licensed in 1984, yeah. helping mom sell condos at Baylor.
0: So, you worked there for a while. When did you make the leap to deciding, hey, you know, I want to buy in or I want to be a part? How did y'all get in business partnership together? You know, I think uh, through life, if you are passionate
2: about what you do and you like what you do, you it develops what your strengths are and what your focus is and really kind of how you want to continue forward. And I enjoyed the investment and commercial side of things. And so after working there for about six years, I left and opened my own office and uh, we remained close friends and still worked some transactions together, et cetera. And so I guess it was 1999 when we decided, hey, let's kind of merge our two businesses and buy your mother out and that's what
1: we did. Yeah, mom was ready to retire and that was the natural progression yeah. to the next level of the company.
0: So what does Trilogy do? What is, there's the management component, there's the development side, garbage think, I'm think i not sure everyone understands what all you can do. Sure.
1: So we are a full encompassing real estate company. So we do residential sales, we do commercial sales, we also do full management, we do locator service we do uh, leasing development that's the, yeah I do a lot of development these days
0: do, you do brokerage commercial brokerage yeah full full service brokerage leasing and sales as I was say do you do uh, you have some uh, realtors that do uh, one full family is that part of what you do we have um,
2: a few realtors and some sell residential We're more as a company involved in selling investment property and commercial real estate.
0: Give us some idea of scale. You know, you said how long you've been in business, but give us some idea of scale, Uh, either projects, you know, whatever that is to you, to tell our audience kind of how, you know, what size company you are, what kind of things you've been involved with, some some projects that were fun to be involved with, uh, big or small. So early
1: on, uh, a lot of the focus was on the Baylor development and what was going on um, with new projects near the Baylor area. So we've done several developments near the Baylor campus that we've either participated as um, a developer in, as an owner in, strictly as just design work. But those properties, um, some of the significant ones that we've done would be 1911 condominiums, which was uh, originally a retail building that we converted to condominiums and yeah. then continue to manage those and lease those. We did the development, design, uh, leasing on those great complex that turned out to be one of the first pseudo loft projects in Waco, which is pretty fun. Um, we also did the um, a lot of the development and design work alongside uh, the original developer of the L.L. Sam's Lofts, yeah. Yeah. which was the old furniture company, uh, church furniture company near Baylor and uh, converted that to great multifamily project and and fun ways to utilize the existing buildings there we like repurposing buildings yeah. um, then that uh those are some of the just projects near baylor and then we yeah,
2: and in addition to those some of our own projects uh, consist of we took a former yeah. church that was yeah. no longer um seen that. in business down there and converted that to student housing uh, as well as repurposing some condominium complexes where we took and assembled the owners of the individual condos and put it back into one ownership entity, all the units, mm-hmm.
0: and then rehabbed those and turn around and sold them. A few years ago, you did a, a apartment. Was it was that the one? Was that apartment that you converted to? condos condos back to apartments. So it was
1: actually a really cool project. It was originally Lou A.N. condominiums that were built in 1984, and we completely went in and and remodeled all the insides, um, gave it a new exterior um, facelift, uh, changed the name to District 12, and then sold those again to individual owners and sold those out completely.
0: Who's been the market for those? I'm I'm asking kind of a leading question because it seems like in my mind I was thinking Baylor, but there's been a lot of uh, parents and tourism type or people come in for games events, really it's not as much student housing as I thought it would be. It was been a fun
1: project, yeah. I mean, we let the market dictate as we do on all of our projects, um, really what that became. And it was very interesting because we had young professionals purchase units, first time that they had owned anything, we had parents purchase units that um, actually did have children there. But then we had people purchase units that wanted to just have a game day suite where they came or Mm -hmm. alumni that came in. Um, we have a couple of people that purchased them that actually use them as short-term rentals, and um, it's it's just been a real interesting mix of, um, of Individuals that have purchased units there. So yes, you're right. It's not all students.
0: I guess when I think about you all, I think creativity comes to mind. Kidding Jimmy about his shirt. Uh, you all have a little bit of panache in your personal lives, but that also carries over into the projects. I mean, I know of some projects that y'all did that maybe have been economically more feasible to just let someone in or let someone, you know, but you really had uh, a, an idea in mind that you want to do, some of the more creative things. And we'll get to this one we're, we're, we're seeing today, but it just popped in my head. Uh, I think I have this shot. Is the, is it the Ridge office part, Jimmy, that you, um, it was a concept of a friend of yours from a town had done. He thought it might work here, and it's really been successful. It started out with phase one. It's done phase two or three or something. Yeah, that's correct. Is it The Ridge? Yes, it's The Ridge, and uh, it consists of five office buildings
2: that we individually platted each suite so that someone could
0: purchase or lease an actual office suite and not an entire building. And yeah, it was very I always successful. thought that was an neat concept, you know, as a banker, because you... People talk to us about, sometimes about when when does it make sense to quit renting and own my building? But then, you know, that's it's kind of a scary thing, but that gives them an opportunity to do both. They, they're still putting rent into a building, yeah, they're owning exactly. it. I thought that was a neat concept, and it's done really well. Yeah, yeah,
1: it was a blank piece of land that had been there for a long time that no one had really ever seen any vision for.
2: Yeah, and, yeah it was wooded and had a pretty substantial ravine in it and some um, interesting topography changes yeah. to work around, but after walking the site, Felt like it was something that was very developable and could
0: be attractive
2: for the market, so that's what we
0: did. I've watched you guys do what you do uh, for I don't know, I was thinking back I'm over 20 25 years or so, exactly. and I was thinking um, one that comes to mind the medical office complex um, that was a combination of a couple of buildings that you all broke brokered a, a few years ago really kind of put you on the map. I didn't understand how that works, of course, there's a lot of things I don't understand, I'm always learning, but. <laughs> Like, can I kind put you that on a map works. at a more regional scale because of your size and complexity of that. I don't know what the dollar amount was, but, um, you know, was, I remember you all telling me that kind of got you in a little bit of a different arena outside of the local market just because the people that do this understand what it takes to pull something like that off. It's not just a matter of sticking a sign in the front when you. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Can you talk about that for a second?
2: Yeah, uh, I'd say probably um, a few years prior to that, we started developing some dollar generals and family dollars and subway sonic type deals around texas and so you kind of start getting more known a little bit more regionally or outside your market when you're working on some of those transactions because not only would we develop them then we keep them and own them. and those are very attractive for investors to own so we would get calls from brokers all the time yeah. wanting to purchase or, or wanting to broker those in southern forest um but along those lines yes um Um, I had the opportunity in uh, 1997, I was approached by a physician's office here in town that needed to relocate their office, and they were currently in 3,600 square feet, and they thought they needed probably twice that amount. Mm -hmm. And so as we sat and met and talked, we started dreaming bigger, and that's what we enjoy is dreaming. And so we envisioned an off hospital campus surgery center which this market here in waco did not have at the time and so in 99 we completed an open Pond medical plaza at Fishpond cops which was about 54,000 square feet that housed an independently owned surgery center that was off the hospital campuses and so uh, that led into we leased the building um, full and so then in 2008, we started working on the former Target retail store that had gone dark because yeah. they relocated over on the Lake Your Mall yeah. yeah, The one that was
1: yeah. out on high six.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yes. And so that building was um, 98,000 square feet at the time. And we um, assisted in the lease up of that building and leased more space than the building had, so it had to add on to the building. So now it's about 107,500 square feet and assisted in the management and upkeep of that building through the years. And so what you were referring to was um, in 2015, we put those two buildings, we listed those buildings for sale and put them on the market for the, at the time, the sellers. And um, within 30 days had um, multiple cash offers. And sold those buildings to a private equity group out of state and managed the buildings for them for a while. Then they sold this past year to a very large medical REIT and we manage the buildings for them currently.
0: I know I think it was yesterday before I was talking to you about trying to set this up and I appreciate you all taking the time to do this. But I think you were driving to Granberry or somewhere, uh, involved with a, a either a medical building or uh, maybe it was a doctor owned a building but some with if not that, is that an example Are there some other examples of how you've gotten some, some expertise in that where you're getting more calls uh, to do things? And you never, I think that's always interesting, you never really knew that that was gonna be something you, you jump into a niche of. It started as one thing and then you right. build a template around, hey, we're pretty good at managing medical office space. You can have a reputation for that. It's funny how the business is kind
1: of... Yeah, de- and you begin develops. a network. It's kind of mm. interesting because a network forms with the people that you communicate with and the people that you work with to do those projects, and those that network leads to the other projects and other things that begin to develop in different facets of that.
2: Yeah, and, and years ago, this um, started with relationships. I mean, this started with uh, relationships we had in some of the local medical practices. Mm-hmm. And from there, it's birthed into, yes, medical development, brokerage, management. And so, yes, still today, we're managing a lot of medical, and you're correct, we manage properties over in Granbury yeah. and other cities in the state as well.
1: Well, yeah. and I think it's noted to be say, too, though, that there's, um, it, it's more than just sticking a sign up there or just putting it on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, when the, for, for Jimmy to be able to actually, Procure those buyers that began looking at that building. He did a lot of in-depth work into researching these companies who could potentially be purchasers Mm -hmm. and contacting them and sending them the information. It's a lot of hard work. I mean, a lot yeah. of times, a lot of people think, oh, we're just gonna stick a sign in the yard or we're gonna just put it out there on online and somebody and then all the people are gonna come to us, but that's not how that happened. It was a lot of um, conversations and, again, networking and finding the right fit and the right people uh, reaching out to them and not just waiting for them to come to you.
0: Yeah, I think that, that's something we're gonna get into in a minute, uh, the bigger picture. That hard work thing is interesting thing. I hear that a lot. Uh, so many people think that, you know, it's a concept, it's an idea, I'm going to make this happen. And, wait, and they, they lose the, the context of what all went in, the reverse engineering to have a product that can fit the need in the future, yes. you know, backing up and what's coming. Uh, then lastly, because this is the most visible, we're sitting at, and I appreciate the Lonnie Family Lodging people letting us uh, use this uh, space out here at Legends Crossing. Just real briefly, because it's such a visual thing, you know, people, uh, I've introduced uh, you all to some people outside of town, and that's one of the things they can see when they drive out I 35. And then say, oh, yeah, I know that place. So just kind of briefly tell us how the Legends Crossing concept came to be um, and just a little bit of the nuance of that. You know, people can see what it is, first of all. I'll explain to people that aren't here what you see outside of here. We can get some cuts of that. What it is now, but kind of back up a little bit to how it started and how it came to a full fruition. Including uh, starting at one of the worst times probably in the, yeah. you know, maybe <laughs> second worst time <laughs> yeah. in the United States like, so history to, to do no. a real estate development project. <laughs> well, it comes back around to,
2: we try to do and try to focus our time on doing what we enjoy the most. And, and that's be, cool.
0: That's key. If key. People ask you all the time, watch your, do yes. what you're passionate and about. You're yes. About. And, and it then it build, build your lifestyle Absolutely. around it. Don't yes. try to
2: go the other way. Yes. Yes. And you had hit on it earlier, but um, you're right. We are probably uh, not the norm. And, you know, we like to say, anyone can be common. And so, why be common? And so, you know, whether we are enjoying our own passions outside of this company and this business, at the end of the day, I think I can speak for both of us, whether I'm on a safari or wherever, I'm anxious to get back and structure real estate transactions, that's my passion and what we enjoy. You're not
0: living for the weekend. Correct. <laughs> no, 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 correct. No, 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 That's, well, that's correct. a home well, place well, to
2: be. Yes. Yeah, and so, so through the years, we've had the opportunity of taking small tracks and um, replanting them and subdividing them and developing banks and credit unions and, um, like I said earlier, Sonics and Subways. And and so that kind of helped lead into growing into something larger and more substantial. And so, you know, we don't always come up or create the ideas, I say a lot of times, I feel like we're kinda like 3M. We like to take something and make it better or make Mm -hmm. it more unique. Mm -hmm. And so um, anyway, along the lines, we've had the opportunities to develop some larger mixed use developments. And Legends Crossing where we're sitting is one. Legends Crossing started out as 158 acres and it was a cornfield. And you know, you hear um, in real estate, location, location, location. You hear positioning. You hear visibility. And, you know, we knew that this track was under an option contract with a broker out of Dallas, and it had been for years. And we knew that his contract was going to be expiring, and we felt like this 158-acre track had everything going for it. And so we had no idea how we were going to pay for it. We had no idea as to what it was going to cost. We had no idea um, if it would work. But we had a dream and we had a vision. And we felt like that if we could secure the property, secure it meaning get it under contract, then we could work the rest out. And so we made an offer on the property and over a couple of week period as they were thinking and reviewing and analyzing our, our contract, Multiple other offers came in.
1: The word got out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes, and so we, um, um, at the eleventh hour, increased our offer, and were able to get the property under contract with a very short feasibility period. And
0: um, but we believe in the property. We believe in the site. For those of us that aren't familiar with this spot, uh, we're sitting in the brand new uh, Hilton Garden Inn, and uh, there are a number of hotels. Kind of, if you can kind of make that middle track around, you just kind of give people they are listening maybe that might not see the cuts, uh, video cuts, kind of what properties are out here and, and how that came to be. I'm sure uh, you didn't take every, every concept that came out, y'all had a vision for what yes. you wanted this to be and, and took a little discipline to hold out and, and make sure that's that true. it, yeah, it, it fits. So yeah. can you tell us about that just a little bit?
2: Yeah, first of all,
0: uh,
2: <clears throat> Lisa and I are very unashamed and um, we're very we speak freely about our faith. And we believed that, um, that this opportunity was an opportunity that the Lord blessed us with. And that if we stayed true to our vision, and if we bathed this in prayer, that we'd, we'd see it work out. And so, first of all, that's absolutely 100% where we started with this. And so, we got it under contract. Um, we um, went to private investors. We were able to raise the money. And close all cash on the property that was a huge blessing because that gave us the opportunity as to what you're saying to be able to hold it through the lean years of the economies um, through some like I said some pretty lean years but also it gave us the opportunity to stay true to our vision and our vision was to create a water feature which we have approximately 10 Mm -hmm. acre lake here with fountains and a waterfall and wrap that water feature with restaurants and some shopping and some businesses mm-hmm. we said you know we want to be able to create a place where people can come and, yeah mm-hmm. can come and stay and eat and you know and, and enjoy their time here instead of just running in and buying something from a store and driving to the next store. Mm-hmm. so we had the opportunity of, of doing that because of the fact that we had investors trust us with our vision and provide the cash to do that and The so, collaboration
1: of all of that is so important because yes we like to say that we had the vision and we had the dream but to actually take that to the next level mm-hmm. that requires really positioning yourself with the right investors engineers mm-hmm. architects professionals yes, yes the professionals that you need
0: the team the team yeah.
1: yes to yeah. take it and then we we really really enjoy that part of it i yeah.
0: I'll steal a quote from a, a local philanthropist here that said you need to hire the best professionals you can afford, and then listen to them. That's a good and one. And the last part's the hard part. It is. I get listening advice from people all the time, I don't want to listen to them. That's right. And, but you have to make sure, I think, and that what I do, is do a sub-check. Is this the best I can afford? Am I at the right place? Yes. Be it a doctor's office, professional. Am I with the right person? Yes. That goes back to the networking journey, and checking them out, all this kind of stuff. And then, and then that hard part, that discipline of listening. listening when you yes. don't like the message. That's
1: exactly yes. right. Yeah, When they tell you... No, it's not a good idea to do a twenty-acre lake. Let's look at doing a ten-acre, whatever that and Lisa looks
2: like. they said, but twenty, Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Well, uh, and uh, share that about us um, praying over our transactions, and over these developments and such. And and when we first contracted for Legends Crossing here, we had no one committed to come in this development. This was a hundred and fifty-eight acre speculative mixed use development which doesn't happen often in Waco so what's here now and so the very one of the first real blessings that we did not see coming and we did not expect was Hillcrest Baptist Medical Center needed to expand their hospital and did not have enough land to do so so we were able to sell them 78 acres uh, actually 74 acres and so that was the first um not the first sale, but that was the one substantial. of the yes. yeah one of the first you got the attention. Thank you, Lord. You you got know, the attention. Uh, yeah, yes, people. it did. Yeah, this yeah. this helps. Well,
1: and it definitely created and complemented the vision for the company. yeah
2: absolutely. And, and you know, like Lisa mentioned earlier, you have to let the market dictate. Because we had envisioned big box retail over there mm-hmm. on the interstate, mm-hmm. and you know, we're the real estate professionals. Come on, you know that's that's what we're going to do. But the market dictated the hospital warning that. 35 frontage as their campus and so that's what we did but to answer your question we have four hotels here we have Hilton Garden Inn which is where we're sitting, we have Hilton Homeless Suites. we have Holiday Inn Express we have Marriott Town Place Suites. we have um, some restaurants that consist of Chewy's, Mexican restaurant Los Cucos, mm-hmm. Saltgrass Steakhouse um, Walkons. Uh, the most recent addition was P.F. Chang's, and we have others that are uh, under contract, still yeah. yet to come. And then we have uh, some
0: banks. Yeah, bank the bank, and- there's
1: a re- mixed-use re- retail center that mm-hmm. has a bank and a dentist office. Yes. And
0: for those that don't, haven't seen the property or won't be able to on the podcast, there's a walking trail around this lake and stuff. I know the, the community uses it. Yes. I my godson, I didn't know to the other day. My godson asked his fiancee Aww. to be his fiance out there, and he's like, He used to come there when they were kid, you know, high That's schoolers. Amazing. I was like, Where is it? The park? I was like, Oh, yeah, it's that old. I mean, I didn't know <laughs> it's, it's true. You know, yes, yes. That, that, that was time yeah. elapsed. But just think about it. The concept just jumped in my mind today. You know, we always want success quickly. This concept, when it, from the time you got it under contract to now, mm-hmm. spans how many years? Ten? More. More? More? Okay. So think back of who you were originally chasing. Yes. How with the development of technology, internet, Amazon, how the market has changed, and how if you'd had that success the first two years, we might be trying to repurpose some of the big box stores that are trying to figure out their mission and all that. And now you're going to do something that looks like it's going to be sustainable for a pretty good period of time. So we are sticking all of our food delivered within and an hour the homes. <laughs> that's true. Of, it know, is true. Still, yeah. You know, do this and, and you've got some high quality uh, restaurants out here. It's kind of funny how that your plan, even despite the best planning, doesn't always turn out the way you drink. So the key is you got to be flexible and, you yes, gotta, and, and stick to your better. vision. I yes. mean, that's the thing I think. People that aren't really interested in real estate i hope would hear this because it translates to so many places it's true you've got to have a vision for what you're doing but you have to be adaptable That's too right. because it changes it That's changes correct. all the time disruption is a thing that scares me to death it's a big word used all the time but if things are happening so fast you just don't want to be in that area where you just become obsolete yes in any whatever that in, in industry you're in and it's just happening so fast it is. and moving fast right yeah. but some and this kind of transitions into real uh, and, we'll, and we'll kind of get toward the end here but this is part that really I'm really interested in and the reason I'm doing this. Uh, I think there's message and uh, part of my um, background is I really, most of my life thought I was going to be a coach. Grew up in a small family business, but I really was headed toward coaching. Oh, okay. So I still have that innate part of me that and it's a blessing and a curse. But I think I like sharing information with yes. people that I think could use it, and you know, help them be successful. Them be successful. Yes, absolutely. And it's not just the 25 to 45 year old crowd. Some of these concepts are just tried and true. I think some people would that we're going to talk about here in a second would click and say that's exactly right. That's what I learned from my grandfather. Yes, I want to get yes. to some of those things because there's so many people seeking and searching and the internet's making it easy for people to jump out and say I'm an owner, I'm an entrepreneur, put it on their Instagram post or whatever, but they have no idea what that includes. And, and we get it from the banking standpoint. We have people come to us with really good ideas. Mm-hmm. And we have to educate on the difference between a venture capital or equity investment versus what the parameters of that sure. the bank can help mm-hmm. with. And sometimes we can bridge those. Sometimes we can. And sometimes we can build a relationship for the future and all that. But we see a lot of this. Mm-hmm. But, and so we see elements of it. And some of the things we really can't share with them that we see they're successful because you can't preach to them. That's not what they're there for. They just want to learn. Yeah,
1: exactly. But
0: some of those philosophies, I really want to touch on that before we close out. Entrepreneurship starting or building a business doesn't have to be starting a business, you know, some of the successes and failures, some of those lessons learned. That's the kind of thing brings me to the question can entrepreneurship, what you all did, do you think that's in your DNA? Was that who you always were, or is that something that can be taught? That might be a future deal. I might go to Dr. Manus at the is business that, school up yeah, there, they have a great entrepreneurship philosophy. program. Yes. I didn't sure. go through that, but I, you know, I'm wondering what are they teaching because to me, it's so much of who people are. It's true. That they have to adapt to the business they're in or they're passionate about, you know. So just comment on what do you think? Is it, is it? Was it in your DNA always? Well, these, it, for, for me, and I think everybody's opinions? a
1: little bit different, but for me, I think it's a combination of both. So, I my mom was just an amazing teacher. She was an entrepreneur. She was a strong professional woman with a lot of drive, and and I saw that, and I think I learned from that. I think it's also in my DNA, but I think that um, beyond that, I, it it be, it's something that that you develop within yourself and that you learn. And I think what you said earlier, I mean, you're constantly learning. Um, to be successful and when you do listen then you begin to actually learn those and begin to you know form who you are as a business person
2: you know, I, I agree with that um, same thing my parents were driven were hard workers were committed to what they believed in and so i think that was so is that genetic is that dna yeah maybe but also i think it was watching and seeing that growing yes. up And if you truly have a passion for something, and if you truly want something bad enough, especially in the generation that the three Mm -hmm. of us grew up in, you were taught to work hard Mm -hmm. and and to chase it. And so, you know, whether you came from an entrepreneurial background or not, I don't think that prohibits you from becoming a very successful one. I think it can be learned, but I think it's more about do you really have the uh, desire yeah. and the passion yeah. and the drive and the perseverance yeah. to uh, the to do what it takes. So to get
0: you through the hard times. Yes, yes. Yes. You haven't been doing this long enough and I think the longevity in itself is not that important but longevity from the standpoint it, put, it frames that you've been through and I mentioned you you all did this, 2008 was a meltdown, Mm it wasn't, so it it, it changed things, so I'm sure you had to adapt, you had to, hey, we're going to have to be able to carry this thing and doing our core business, and we we say life is too short to be miserable, Yeah. so if
2: it's not something you enjoy and you really want to do, find what that is, find your passion,
1: and find a mentor, I mean, we both spoke of our families that were our mentors and our teachers, but, um, and many opportunities, many different times, we you're a mentor in so many ways to so many people because uh, people can really glean really important information, and if you if you take that and listen to that, that's how you actually become successful and become that entrepreneur. Absolutely. So, so yeah, yeah, I think it can
0: be learned. Yeah, we see that, and be particular about. I was just having a conversation; and we were talking about that. Uh, you know, sometimes we we'll have a customer. And he doesn't like the way the concept, the conversation is going with his loan officer, commercial loan officer, and gets all bent out of shape. And I'm, I'm just sitting there thinking, you know, just the arrogance of that, that's so unhealthy for that person. Because yes. like, this person has been doing this for about 30 years. And he or she is going and talking to people in a room that's been doing this for 20, 30, 40 years. Yes. Right? They they kind of, I would tend to be a little more humble and listen, Yes. But maybe if there have questions that they're questions that need to be answered for you as much as for them. So they talk us together. So I think that comes, but that you kind of get at your mother's knee. You know, you yeah. have that or you, that, you, know, if you don't. You touched on something that I think is so important and I, I think people a lot of times are a composite of what they listen to, what they surround themselves with, whether it's music, podcasts or whatever. You know, my son turned me on to a guy named Gary V, who, he's a New Jersey guy. uses a lot of curse words. So be careful you, before uh-oh. your kids start turning on. But his message is authenticity, hard work. And he uses a term called do you have an immigrant mentality or you have an entitlement mentality, which mm-hmm. really struck with me. Now, my grandparents weren't immediate immigrants, but, but they were on a farm. So I, I kind of use immigrant-slash-farmer mentality because the concepts are so True. so similar in that live less than what you, you know, live, he, he calls it, live like crap. You know, sure. if you're trying to do a business and, you know, don't take all the money out of That's business, right. Don't, you know, they lived, uh, you know, modestly saved money put back for a rainy day worked hard worked hard worked hard had to be smart all those kind of things took care of each other because they didn't have you didn't have the fallback my grandfather and them would go help someone build their barn build and even build their houses because they couldn't afford to do things they'd have to share it. all that, that sense of community that a lot of people talk about now they lived it yes. And it didn't really matter what the neighbor down the road was when you're in a blizzard when you're in a storm when you're in your yard you really don't care what that what that their background, yes. their religion, no, whatever. They're like, look, we're trying to survive. Uh, right? yes. I think there's so much, yes. so much in that. And then the whole, and the whole entitlement thing, you know, that's that's something that we all struggle with because, frankly, we've just been in good times for a long time around here. Okay. And if you're in the, if you're a person living in the United States of America, you really are blessed and yes. you're to be grateful because there's there are people struggling a lot. And, you know, they had problems we never even faced. Yeah, so that's, true, that, it's that's so kind weird. of a the entitlement thing is a whole different thing. And then we complain about you know, what my generation complains about the young kids, and I'm like. And he says this too, like who raised them? Yes. who raised them to be entitled? That's you know, true. Yes. So quit complaining if you, the if, yeah, you, you gave them seventh grade, I mean seventh place trophies all their life, and they're like, hey, I got in the real world. It's not that great out there. And like, yeah, have you been punched in the face before? Right. It's not, you know, it's very eye opening. You know.
2: Yeah, and and I think along those lines, um, you know, for many years we had to tell one another and our families that you know we may not have this now or get to do this now. But if we can create an opportunity so that we can retire earlier or retire and do what we want to do and set ourselves up for the future, then that's what we were Yeah, preparing for, for the future, much like what you
1: were saying. And
2: many times, if you're undercapitalized, which we have been uh, most of our life, mm-hmm. um, you know, you have to work around some of these things. And so what I'm fixing to say is you, you have to think through, through this and work through this. But, you know, you mentioned the farming concept. What I have tried to teach my sons and what we've tried to teach our employees is you can't eat your seed. If you eat your seed, then that seed can't grow and it cannot, you know, you hear, um, killing the goose that lays the golden egg. I mean, you know, if you eat your seed, then you cannot continue. And so there's a real balance sometimes of helping people, be it employees or be it family members, learn that, you know, um, we have to sacrifice so that this engine continues to run.
0: My my father is deceased now, you mentioned your seeds, I just started smiling because uh, he grew up on a farm and he would not eat dried peas to this to the day of his death because you when know, on the farm, when they were eating the dried peas, they were eating their planting seeds. That's yes. Right. Yeah, no, they were exactly down right. to planting yes. seed. And that just stuck with you know, him forever and he wouldn't you know, he wouldn't drink milk. Nature. Because they had to drink milk uh, on the farm, and a lot of times if the cows had gotten the weeds, the milk was sour tasting, and he just they didn't have all options, right? So he he hated milk. He about just you're your product of who you are. Yeah, right? that's, that's
1: exactly yeah. right. So, well, and that's, and you mentioned earlier, I think it's so important and um, for people to this generation or, or, or people to understand that these people that have this wisdom that have done this for thirty or forty yeah. years, like you talked about ask and gain that wisdom why recreate the wheel there's something there you can use maybe you can take it to another level or make it better but don't discard it i mean yeah. seek that information seek that knowledge out and and use that to your advantage to go to the next level
0: you know some of the questions i think we won't have time to answer but i think are good for everyone that's listening to hopefully this is a, this is a conversation about business and all that goes along with it but some of the things that came in my mind is you know, why do startups fail why do some of these partnerships fail and, you know, is it lack of capital? Is it a bad concept? Or they either have a bad plan or no plan? Or or, or sometimes it's just and this is a tough one, just lack of talent or ability. That's yeah, true. You, know, you can do all this other. If you're just not talented, yes. you just can't play the game. And and that we see that I think I love sports for that reason. You know, I could have all the design world work hard to, to to play for the Pelicans. My godson is playing for the Pelicans. And, yeah. I mean, it's just such a rare, such a rare just rifle shot in the dark to yes. be able to do that. Sure. And I can do it all day long. I don't have the talent, I have the sure. in, you know. So you have to be self-aware of what all that is. Lack of hard work or patience, you know, the hard work thing is just a killer for me. I've listened so many times, uh, oh yeah, I'm working hard, you know. So if we have to go pick up our laundry and and go by the post office while we have to take a nap. You know, that's, and that's right. we can start, our, what we're called, Our younger, oh, I'm, I'm working hard, I'm working, hard, I'm grinding and doing all this kind of stuff. And and they're playing video games six hours at night. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of these businesses were formed after their day jobs. Oh, it's
1: right. Yeah, you know, the, uh, the, yes, the uh,
0: hustle right. space downtown, it's kind of that concept we have a place to go, take a shower, get off your day job, as a you know painter, and that's, whatever that's after and, and before, and do your day job stuff. Yeah, that's you know? right. Yeah, a lot yeah, of that's
2: yeah, yeah. a lot of that's also in the wee hours before. Yeah. You know, a lot of people think, well, I can
0: work or hit it for a couple hours after work. Well, you have hours before work too. Y'all story also includes patience. That's something that, you know, sacrifice. We talked about it. Patience. And sometimes you just you got to be patient you and do. you have the confidence. That's a that's a tough one. Defining: where you really have the ability to do something, or where you just have the patience to ride it out or wait it out? you know you gotta believe yes
1: but
0: when is you know when is belief valid and when it's not but I think so many times you do have but I think we just have a quick uh, you know quick fulfillment mentality that we gotta I gotta have it now right, you know, right I gotta live the lifestyle of my parents you know when I'm in my 20s or 30s you know and it's just it's no, just it part takes of that take some patience to yeah get there for sure yeah. um, real quickly I keep saying real quickly there's some good stuff that y'all have talked about partnerships mm-hmm. really a struggle for a lot of people I advise people just from watching, everything from my father's business and having to buy out it, my uncle, it was a bloody thing in the family, um, and so I advise people typically don't get in partnerships unless you really, they have something, you know, it's important to find pieces that you don't have, mm-hmm. either managerially or whatever, find the pieces you don't have and put them together and that's why you have synergy, it works. Talk to us a little bit about partnerships. What would you say to someone that's um, looking at or asking you, should I take on a partner? and what, what makes that successful. I don't know that I know of any other partnership of male-female, which brings out a little unique challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm sure y'all, mm-hmm. you all you all get, get a lot of questions one. about yes. that. Uh, but just in general, uh, that just your quick thoughts on partnership and what makes it work. Yeah, I think first and foremost, um, we're gonna go
2: back to scripture there. and We're gonna say you, you cannot be unequally yoked. And so we both, once again, um, are people of faith came from families
0: of faith and um so i think
2: that's first of all most important
0: so more on the philosophical deal whatever that is for you you got to be you got to philosophically be aligned yeah think, yes well, that's exactly. yeah, like yeah, yeah, well and i'm going to say it's very similar to a well, and, and, I, and i'm going to say uh, like i say,
2: we don't we don't sugarcoat i'm going to say uh, philosophically mm-hmm. but also spiritually yeah. we have to be aligned mm-hmm. and so i think that's it's really i think important. that's most important you know now we have both had partnerships previously that were challenging and were probably um, served its purpose for maybe a season, but was not ultimately uh, the best for Mm -hmm. us or the other partners. Uh, And I'm talking about Lisa separately from me and me separately from her. Um, But, you know, I think for us, when you respect someone and you trust someone, um, you know. For us, it's it's worked well. You know, we we don't have, uh, we've never had issues over money. We've never had issues over, um, you know, uh, envy or jealousy over what the other person Those has empower, or, or empowers. Yeah, well,
1: and you it's know. so important to to know that the person that you are in a partnership with, and that if it is a long-term partnership, mm-hmm. of course, there are things that last a. A shorter period of time and for a particular purpose if you're in a long-term partnership um that's going to be your career your business um you have to want the you have to want the best for the other person more than for yourself
0: that sounds so much like a marriage session it's true someone asked me because i was blessed to have parents that you know met at 17, married at 19, and you know they're both deceased now, but married 54 years and just were giddy about each other till the end, just making a puke you know. Uh, My my wife's parents were very similar, Melton High School, uh, Ball High down in Galveston, and and someone asked me about, and I've been blessed to be in a long time in marriage, uh, but so much of that is it was just image for us, we had no benefit, I mean we, we didn't do anything to deserve that we just had two great parents Amazing. right yeah mm-hmm. and I don't know it just struck me one time about you know, someone raised the question what's the success to a long marriage but again I'm tying it back to partnership and it's kind of an interesting concept I haven't thought of a better one It'd be just interesting to see what you think in each of those circumstances and in mine one partner would say of the other to a third person that person's a much better person than I am yes mm-hmm.
1: And I want more for that person than I want yeah. for myself. And then my,
0: anybody that knows me knows, yes, Kelly Moore is a much better person than I Truly, they wouldn't argue with that. But it's really true. My mom would have said that about my dad. Sure. She would have said, he's a, that's the best man I know. My dad just worshipped my mom, and he said, like, and I thought, well, why is that so important? And I think on the things that you talk about, spiritually, philosophically, that's so important. If I got into a situation where I felt my wife was a lesser person than me, it would be a real problem. Yes, it is. Whether the history, everybody's got their own value set of what that is. She's judging a person. She's mean-spirited. Brings up questions. Yeah, she's like, that's not the way you treat a person. And I'm having to explain it to her. Yeah. It'd be really hard to stay in that kind of relationship. So I think that mutual admiration of a partner is really key. You mentioned something about yoking, too. I always think more financially. The best partnerships that I saw that broke up, broke up, best from a successful standpoint, they broke up because somewhere along the way, I'll never forget one. Somewhere along the way, they were each making more money than they ever would have dreamed yes. they would have made, right? Yes. So it wasn't the money. They still one starts looking at the other. What are you contributing That's to exactly. the partnership for yeah. what you're taking out of the part? It's a give-take. Exactly. It's a fairness issue.
1: And, and it's not quantifiable. I mean, I can never and, just question, you yeah. know, are you doing as much work as I'm doing? Never question that because at some times he is, at sometimes I am. And so we never look back and keep Keep track of, or keep a tally mark
0: of. On our management team at the bank, the question is that keeps coming up: Is that person putting the best interest of the organization of or the bank in front of their own? Yes. Yeah. If they're not,
2: it's a deal killer. It is. Well, it, and we communicate about this, and through the years we've had, hey, you know, I feel like during this particular season I've been focused on hunting or whatever else, and you know, I need to get back focused on what we're doing here together, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, we communicate about that, which is important.
1: And we hold each other accountable for that in a very... Great communicative. And that's
0: important. It is. If Jimmy's going off and he's kind of making a jackass of himself, <laughs> you gotta be the one that comes back and says, "Hey, pull him aside, close the door." Bro. Let's what are talk. You doing? Yeah, and let's do this. And
1: same, and it, it's you can't a two-way street boys that
2: way,
0: and, and it holds you accountable,
2: and, yeah, and accountable it helps, helps us be better. And you had mentioned earlier that you've been blessed with a um, long-term marriage. So have each of us. Yes. We both yes. we both have been married. We both Over got married years. the same year. Yes. And, um, and not to each other, by the way. No, 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 no. That's correct. No, she and David have been married for 27 years. Andrew and I've been married for 27. Years. And so, um, you know, we have the support
0: obviously of them, Yes. and they understand. And they
1: believe in us as a team, and they respect that.
0: Boy, so much here, uh, I, I can't tell you. My father and uncle's uh, working relationship broke up over my my father's relationship with his wife.
1: Oh gosh! Because
0: mm-hmm. yes. he, I remember him telling, and they're all gone now, so I can say. But he's like, I'm not in partnerships with your wife. Mm-hmm. I've seen. He could have worked out any. He always told me, I could have worked out. He, we always could work out our problems, but when she got involved, it he couldn't, and then my uncle couldn't, you know, it's because of the marriage. You it. So you really up. are, you're, you're. When you get into that level of partnership, it's you really are married up with their, their spouses, yes. Yeah. Or at least they've got to manage that yes, relationship. Yes, exactly. And
1: yes. this
0: kind of gets me to a point that I think it's it's kind of funny. This gets me to a point. A dean at the West uh, uh, Kansas Western College, it's a small college up in Kansas. And he, we were talking, I like talking, and you know, asking people a story. So it was really interesting to say, what, what do you have to sell up here? Small college, business school, he's doing business school, what's so. up?" He said, we do, you know, we try to do some things that a lot of the bigger universities just don't have the time, or because of scale, they can't. He said, right now we're doing some really interesting study on how to get out of business. So many places are focused on, how do I get in business? How do I start business? Whatever? He said, we are structuring around this concept of, and it tied me to a, a concept of uh, Rick Adsley who's a pastor up yep. in, up in uh, Fort Worth, or, uh, that says, hey, start your career the way you want it to end, mm-hmm. right? It's great advice to young people. Well, he was saying, when you start getting into a partnership, set up the foundations for how you want it to end. Because what happens is, especially if these are with three, if you have three, A, B, and C, and they're doing, everybody's putting their role, and it's all doing well, and all this. But then C takes a life change of some sort. It could be a number of things. And C not exactly contributing in the same way or whatever, then then there's then you got a problem, right? So A and B are talking to C, hey you gotta fix this, well I don't care about that anymore. I've lost my wife, you know, whatever, I'm sick or whatever. Then they don't have a plan. That's right. They don't don't have a good place to But yeah. he's you know, and so you need to start with the foundation it's how true. do we get out of this thing when you set it up. Yes. yes. And that's really important. Yeah, it and is and important.
2: that structure is so important and that's part of what we talked about earlier, listening to the professionals around you. And, yes, you know,
1: and by hiring the best and yep.
2: through this partnership, and on the onset of this partnership, I personally sought counsel from other people, um, and they were mostly in partnerships that were successful, be it lawyers, be it CPAs, be it financial planners, whatever. And I would ask them, "Hey, what's made your partnership successful?" Yeah. And one of the th- pieces of advice that we received was, if the other person's successful and you really want to partner with them don't try to change the way they do business. Yeah. You have to embrace that, you know? Yeah. Now, sometimes there's some modifications along the yeah. way, but I don't try to change her, and she doesn't
0: try to change me. Man, you're honest. It, so. yeah, it. works. It. Uh, employee relations the other day, talking to a younger manager, saying, you know, uh, don't be that person that takes the 90% of the person that's really good and take the 10% that you're... If you could just fix them. If I could just take that little 10% about Lisa... And, make, and fix that then boy she would be whole I'm like 90% of her is killing it, it and it's it, just crushing she's it before. just you know, manage <laughs> that if it's a problem pull her aside and talk about how the relationship yes, of trust where you can do that manage it don't try to make her something yes. she's not and some people will get on that and just dwell on it so much and they kill and, and they run off. you yes. know the last thing I, well, this is the last thing I want to wrap up you know I've watched you all for over 20 years how you've grown your business how you've lived your lives have the benefit of doing that which makes this really easy one of the you know, <laughs> first interview I've done uh, for the reason we talked about I'm really big on this concept of optimism and positivity. Yes. Of what y'all've always had that. I think in those business you need to we have. have to, that, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, Even in hard times.
1: Yes. And I
0: also love to be, be around people who just seem to be grateful. Others we you know, with the circumstances just grateful where they're at. And we were talked about living here, and you know we really didn't do anything deserved being here. But it's a combination for the long haul. I think that's so much, uh, so important. Uh, just comments on any of those words. Those words, what they mean to you.
1: It's true. No, we say that.
0: life can be really
1: tough tough if you don't have Well,
2: well, first of all, neither one of us believe that we've arrived.
1: There's always still another. Always
2: hustling. You know, where we're wanting to go and where we're wanting to get to, we're still on that journey. But I think something important is we've not forgotten where we came from.
0: Yeah.
2: And, you know, it has not been easy. It's not been a cakewalk. Uh, there's been a lot of challenges and struggles, and you, being one of our bankers, know that. Yes, you do. Um, but, you know, we've stayed true. We've tried to stay positive. We've tried to encourage one another and encourage our staff.
0: And, you know, like I say, we remember where we came from. I know you all talked about how how even how you interact with younger brokers or some of these people when you get in these tenant relationships and how, you know, just you try to... You know, speak with some humility about. Yeah. Because you, know, you can see it through their eyes, you can of look course. back and see I, I've been there.
1: Well, it's um, about the perspective. I mean, you have to be able to put yourself in a different perspective to either see how they're seeing it, or when we have a situation where it's not where we want to be, it's not what, looking like what we want to look like. Okay, well, let's just look at this a different way. Let's look at this from a different perspective. Can we move through this or um, recreate this another way? Yeah. And that way, you're not just so headstrong on going into something that that um it's not the direction you should be going yeah, and
0: we say that it. yes you know one of the things that uh i hesitated even doing these interviews uh and i think we we'll are try to do some more of them and for the same reason y'all were concerned about you know i really don't want to come across this about me i want to be and i said your humility will show through it just will if you're authentic it's going to show all right but part of what's driving me seriously and i don't know uh it's just like something i've realized in the last year or so there's so much cynicism and negativity True. going on and yet all the good stories aren't being told. And I don't know why. I don't know if it doesn't sell. I don't know. But just in McClane County, we have we oh, could do a whole another one on what's going on in the last three or four years in McClellan County. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's amazing what's going on. Yes. So many positive stories. So much energy and synergy going on. And ever you know, I just you just have to about turn off the news. Yes, it, it's, it's true. national news it is and, so c- true. and I'm I'm convinced that cynicism and negativity may win in the short run because People can connect to it. I woke up this morning. I didn't feel right, positive right, sure. and yeah, optimistic. I want to go. But if we surround ourselves with it, it definitely wins in the long haul. Yes. My father's business—he hasn't been running for years. It's got about ten or twelve employees. But his legacy for how he conducted business is so evident over there. They—it's they, forty-five miles away, but their employees are still doing things that Dad priest, and taught a long time ago. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: they stay true. And trained. why is
0: that? They don't even know Mister Moore yeah. to them. They know it's my father. Yeah but because it's true and it's authentic and it works. It's real. Yeah, yeah, and we
2: believe that you're right, that cynicism, that negativity, um, we say may win the battle, but it won't win the war. Nope. And, you know, for us, because we love people and we value people, we value relationships. And so whether we're managing a simple, single-family residential house or whether we're managing a surgery center with surgeons and and nurses there we want ourselves and our staff to treat those people equally and to value those people and so if we can leave this world not being known as to what real estate deals we accomplished or what we did but by maybe
1: then we made it a better place yes teaching
2: mentoring loving making people feel important and significant then
0: and I get really I tired of people that think that that optimism, positivity, we're gonna call it, is delusional. You know, especially in the banking world, we get around risk writers and stuff sometimes and you know, you're just optimistic, you're just delusional. No, they're no, really two different. It's completely it's different. different things. Completely different. I, I started our credit guide the day. We got a you know, attractive worry that we need to write down. And I had just had a conversation about look, man, you can be a good underwriter, you can be critical, critically thinking, analytical, all that, and not be negative and not be cynical like that that property right there we need to write that down he said well don't you think it's a little early I said I don't care write it down you know the other thing but it's the same concept of uh, you know you can win the Super Bowl Mm 61-58 right it's a net sum game yes you win 61 you score 61 they score 58 you win the Super Bowl you're on the podium they don't the fact they don't that they score 58 points yeah, doesn't it matter. Doesn't exactly right. So yeah, you know, so that's he I think he was kind of surprised that I was being, you know, conservative. I said, no, yeah. write it down. If it's sell small, we'll take it, but don't no, just move. Let's go. Right. Yes. Like it back. Right. You know? Yeah. You have Keep to that. And I forward. think there needs yes. to be more don't of that. Stay than in that. that. Yes. Yes. There's just too much of that cynicism. And then if you surround yourself with it, it's one of the few places that I'm gonna be better about this. When mm-hmm. you have one of those in the room, oh. the other nine conform to the one.
1: It's easier for you. You take
0: the one out of the room. If you have to, if you can't fix them, take it out of the room. Oxygen, this, my old boss taught me this, he used the term, it's a beautiful term, oxygen comes back into the room. Mm-hmm. It's you true, You think, well, there's yes. nine people around, we can put up, we can do it. You either coach them up, and I believe in being a patient, you coach them up, but if they can't, if they can't get that right, and I'm going to have this conversation back in my work, because we've been talking about this, son, don't come in the room. They does yes. you have to go home, yeah, no, don't just, come in the room.
1: Yeah, take a pause. And then
0: just the doctor, you don't need, when you go in the room with the doctor, Really, he's got problems she's got problems whatever yeah, human. but they've got to be in the moment That's right. they've got to be optimistic they've got to be positive they got to do their deal and we got to do the same thing you know well,
2: we've had to set some relationships aside because of the negativism. yes and, and, and once again we will do everything we can to try to better that relationship
0: but at the end of the day we can't let it yeah. Us down. I tell my kids, they're grown kids now, That you don't have to cut that person out of your life. No, no. But don't talk to them every day. That, yes. Or if it's every week, talk to them once a month. And try to bring place. them up, don't yes. bring them down because and surround yourself with some, some people because that's that's worth that. I hope yeah. this helps some people. I really I appreciate taking the time. Great. It yeah. took more time than we thought, but I think it's valuable. If all the three of us uh, ever listen to it, that's maybe our perfectly kids, okay. Uh, <laughs> it makes me feel better, We appreciate yeah, you so yeah. much. Our spouses and kids will hear it. <laughs> you hear. Right, thank you guys. Thank you. We appreciate you so much. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Ask Alliance podcast. For more information, please visit alliancebanktexas.com or send us an email at askalliance@alliancebanktexas.com. at alliancebanktexas.com.